With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to a new podcast, The Paddock and the Pavilion with Stephen Wallace. In each show, Stephen will interview someone connected to the world of horse racing or cricket. Hello everyone, we've heard from mum Susan, so today we are with her two daughters, Catherine and Sarah Bryce, two Scottish stars in the 100. How are you both today? Good, thank you. Yeah, really good, thanks. Well, thanks for joining me on the Paddock and the Pavilion. Um, Sunday's rain saved mum and dad a few tough decisions, didn't it, um, uh, Sarah? Yeah, definitely. Dad has um, a floppy hat for each of our teams. So he decided that he was going to wear one or the other, depending on who he thought was going to win. So uh, I definitely think I saw him more wearing the blue hat for the Invincibles, um, so I'm going to claim that. But, yeah, I think, you know, they're a guy that they obviously didn't get to see the game, but it does save, save them having to, to worry about that. Well, they were the home team, the Oval Invincibles, so he was probably being careful being in London, you see. Yeah, definitely. He did say that he thought he was around a lot of Invincible supporters and didn't want to upset them. <laughs> it must have been very disappointing, though, Catherine, not playing against your sister on Sunday, especially when the uh, the men's game, they... They did get play in that game. Yeah, definitely. Really disappointing to kind of not be able to get out there. Um, I think just unfortunate there was so much rain the day before um, so that anything that happened and kind of fell the next day just kind of delayed it um, a lot. But yeah, definitely there's quite a lot of build up into it um, and obviously not played against each other massively a huge amount. So it would have been, would have been good fun um, to kind of get out there and have that opportunity. Um, but we'll just have to wait for next year now. Yeah, we'll we'll come back to that later on. But uh, as as what's happened today has has, has spoiled any chance of um, meeting each other in the final. But at the time of recording, the Oval Invincibles are in third place, and the Trent Rockets in fourth. You've both had three wins, two defeats, and that one abandonment. Uh, both got two games left to play, um, and the Southern Brave now, after today's or well, this afternoon's, uh, are now assured of being in the in the final. But the sides who finish second and third will play an eliminator final at the Oval on Friday the 20th to see who plays Southern Brave in the final. 
So there's still a chance for both of you there. But to start with, uh, I just want to get your thoughts on the 100. And we'll start with younger sister, Sarah, because you played in the very first game of the 100 and you took the very first catch, which mum reminded me on the on the podcast. Uh, she'd been doing more research than I'd been doing. But what's your, your first thoughts on how it's been going in the 100? Yeah, I think it's been a huge success, especially for the women's game. I don't think anyone really knew exactly how it was going to go, but the crowds have been incredible and certainly bigger than anything I've ever experienced before. And, you know, you mentioned that first game and the atmosphere was just electric. Um, you know, it was insane. And I think for us to be able to play in, in those kind of environments um, is just going to help boost the game. Um, and, yeah, no, I think it's been really exciting. and Everyone's, I think, really enjoyed it and embraced it. So, yeah, that's no, been great. Yeah, there was 1.6 million people watching that night on television on that Wednesday night. And um, your mum said that you were buzzing after the match. So, Yeah, no, it was it was really exciting. I think uh, the atmosphere was just incredible and everyone was just absolutely buzzing after the game. Yeah, it was incredible to be part of. And what about yourself, Catherine? Yeah, I think it's been a brilliant tournament. Um, kind of the number of people that you see coming into the crowds. And I think... I've probably noticed more. There's probably more people coming in earlier. I think the first few games, it was kind of, it was um, a bit quieter for kind of the start of the women's game and they'd come in sort of towards the women's game, towards the end of the women's game, um, ready for the men's game. But I think the crowds that we've had um, at the end of, or a second half of women's games have been incredible. And you kind of hear them cheering and going along with the play. So you kind of know that the people are watching and you can kind of hear that support um, from the crowd or from the opposition as well. Yeah, I think more people have got with, you know, their hats and their, their shirts on now and are starting to follow teams, aren't they? And both, both your teams, the Trent Rockets and the Overly Invincible, has been very well supported. Yeah, there's been a huge number um, of people that have, that supported the teams and kind of bought bought hats and tops and everything like that. So it's really exciting. And Sarah, have you got used to the, the rules now? Yeah, have now, definitely. I think, you know, the first couple of games, there's they're just little intricacies, I think, of the game or whether you bowl for someone for 10, 10 balls or um, those little things I think we were still probably getting used to. But I think we're starting to get the hang of it now. And um, yeah, no, I think definitely got, got the hang of it. I'll throw this open to both of you to answer. What's it been like playing at these test grounds that you probably not played at before? You you both played at no Sarah played at Lords, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. we both got yeah. the chance to play. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I think just you know a place like Lords, it's got so much history behind it. And um, you know, walking through the long room and seeing kind of. I've been in the stands before and growing up and been lucky enough to go watch a few games there. So to actually play there um, was really special um, and just kind of be in and amongst a place where so many great players have played. Um, yeah, it was really cool. And how have you found that, Catherine? Yeah, I played at a, a couple of, of test, pit, um, test grounds. Um, so I played at Trent Bridge a little bit and I played at Old Trafford. Um, but I think it's just a completely different experience when you've got the number of people in supporting, um, but also to play every game at, at those at those sorts of grounds. Um, just having even things like having a DJ in um, and music playing and everything like that, it just kind of really adds to the atmosphere. And as you say, it's a fantastic boost to women's cricket, really raising the profile. 
yeah, I think that's probably the biggest thing that we've seen is the visibility of it and the fact that it's it's linked with the men's competition as well. I think it's been great. Obviously, you've got people that will support whatever team, um, you know, potentially because they're cricket supporters and they've only really watched men's cricket before. And um, But then there's a women's team that they will naturally support as a result of that. And I think they've really got into that and that's been really really cool to see and you know I've seen a lot of things on social media of people that have never watched women's cricket before but have really enjoyed it so I think the visibility that it's got through this tournament has, has been amazing. And I think after a few matches people have got used to where people are playing for which they didn't have a start. Yeah I think just the whole whole advertising of it and everything and people have really got behind the teams and there's visibility of it on social media and everything like that and seeing how your team's got on and, and things like that so seeing the kind of the young kids and um, I've heard of a few few people having like cricket camps or whatever at school and they're playing 100 games and they're kind of taking up different teams and things like that so it's getting around there um, which is really exciting to see. And how much chance have you had to uh, see each other I mean only at the game when you didn't play on Sunday or do you just keep in contact through Zoom and things like that? Are you both in bubbles as well? Yeah, so I'm obviously in London in a hotel um, at the moment and kind of in this safe living environment, I think it's called. Um, so yeah, we not really see each other much, you know, we've obviously kept in touch through kind of WhatsApp and whatever, but um, yeah, the first time we probably got to see each other um, since the beginning of the competition was was that game the other day when we were meant to be playing um, but yeah no in these kind of bubble type things I've seen you most watching you on TV playing cricket that's yeah. right yeah, yeah. and how much time do you spend um, on tactics and and do you with the with the men's team is there any sort of sort of connection with learning things from the men and the, and the women and the, and the men learning from from the from the women as well we haven't had much crossover with the men in terms of kind of those sort of tactics. Um, I guess where the, the T20 game is with the men is probably that stage ahead as well. So um, how they're going to approach the 100 will, will be slightly different. Um, I think it's kind of adapted through the competition. You're starting even, you're in new teams as well, so you're playing with different people. So just kind of adapting to who fits what role best and, and what, what's worked and what's going well and, and what you can really capitalise on. And when using certain players is most important and, and things like that. So I think just the general kind of coming together of the different teams is, is really grown over the last few weeks. Yeah, what do you think a pass score is now then, Sarah? I think um, in the women's game, you're looking around 130 is a really competitive score. Um, I think anything above 120, you're probably in the game. Uh, but 130, I think, is probably that key marker. And then kind of 140, 150 is a really good score. Um, so, yeah, I think that's kind of what it's leading towards at the moment. I'll take that as being a good guide, uh, Catherine, because mum said that Sarah is the analytical one in the family. So I'll take that as a... An accurate answer because she's probably, uh, you know, evaluated it all. Because she's doing a maths. Um, uh, and all the maths, yeah. She's done all yeah. the numbers. Add yeah. them all together, divide it by the games. <laughs> <laughs> so how have you both settled into your own roles? I mean, uh, Sarah, you've, you're obviously keeping wicket and you've uh, you've got 29 against the superchargers. Uh, you've, you're keeping wicket to a lot of spin bowling. Yeah, I think uh, spin bowling is really, really big and really crucial in the women's game at the moment. Um, it seems to play a, a big role. 
um, in it and we've got a lot of really good spinners in our team so kind of that's been really fun kind of um, keeping to that and also had the um, opportunity to keep to um, Shannon Ishmael and Marazan Cap from South Africa and um, two pace bowlers that have, have done really well unfortunately haven't been able to play our last few games um, due to injury but um, that was great fun being able to keep to them as well that kind of variety I guess um, but yeah no, it's, it's been really enjoying it so far yeah, you know, Shadnam Ismail is uh, probably the fastest female bowler in the world. Yeah, no, it's been really exciting um, to kind of experience kind of uh, keeping to her. Uh, it's slightly different, I think, than I was expecting. She's she's quite small, so it kind of skids through as opposed to necessarily as much bounce as um, some other players. But um, yeah, when she gets that bounce around, it absolutely flies. So it's it's a challenge, but a good fun. It's Not certainly... quite me bowling at you. No, very different to me, <laughs> You'll get there one day. Maybe not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Catherine Bryce is this um, uh, military medium in-swing bowler. Uh, but you've been opening the bowl in there, Catherine, at some point. Yeah, no, it's been good to have a new ball um, and kind of make an impact in the power play. And then I think um, if you can get that swing early on, um, got Catherine Brunt as well, who who swings the ball and I think that's that's a really key part of of our setup as well is actually if you can if you can use that swing early on um, and really capitalize on that in the power play um, and kind of get ahead of the game um, in that stage then that's really important. So have you bowled any tens yet you know two two sets of five? Yeah I bowled one ten um, against London Spirit so it was all right it was okay because I got a wicket um, in the middle of it so I had a bit of a break so I don't know what it would be like to bowl 10 straight through <laughs> with no rest. <laughs> oh, this is when you got Tammy Beaumont out, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was a good person to get out. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very good wicket because they've got a, a brilliant batting lineup um, for the spirit. So, yeah, yeah, important to get her. And how have you found playing against um, internationals and playing with internationals? I know you're both internationals yourself, but uh, against you know, world-class players. Yeah, I think you've been lucky enough to play with uh, a couple obviously Tammy Beaumont's in the Lightning squad so she's played a few games for us uh, when she's not been away with England but I think just kind of being around those sorts of players for kind of a good period of time um, you can just learn so much off them um, which is you know amazing and to see the way they go about their game and you can learn from that and try and kind of I guess follow it um, and also getting to challenge yourself against um, those sort of players and to kind of see where you're at is um, I think it's been a great experience for everyone and you just will, it'll just help boost the game because you can learn so much from it. And Catherine, you've been opening the bowling with Catherine Brunt. I mean, uh, you're, you're not quite as, um, uh, what can I say, she's very passionate as, a, as an opening bowler. Yeah, definitely. It's amazing to kind of play alongside her. Um, she's obviously been around for a long time, so she's got a lot of experience and knowledge. Um, so one of the best kind of fast bowlers that's, that's been around ever. Um, so kind of being able to chat to her about, about what she does, but she's still kind of loving it. And I think it's just amazing to see kind of the, the enthusiasm and the passion that she still takes into to every game that she plays and just gives her heart and soul every time she walks onto the pitch for the team um, is fantastic. Um, but I had a bit of experience in the Super League. Um, we had some overseas then um, and obviously kind of that sort of environment. So I think it's just it's just a great opportunity to kind of test yourself against um, the best in the world, really. Um, but also, yeah, like Sarah said, kind of having that, that longer period of time in training where you can chat to them and ask them what they do and why they do it and just learn as much as possible. 
yeah, I suppose um, being together for a short period of time, an intense period, um, is going to help as well. Yeah, I think so. You're just kind of around around each other quite a, bit, a fair bit of time. And if you've got a little road trip, like we've been away for about the past seven or eight days um, together, so you kind of spend spend a lot of time together more than you, you normally would. So it's kind of a great opportunity to kind of really learn from them. And with other Scottish players in the competition, it's going to help um, hopefully Scotland, Scottish cricket as well. Yeah, it's been amazing to see kind of the way Abda has gone. Um, I think... You know, she's taken to it so well and had a great tournament and the visibility she's got obviously with uh, wearing the hijab as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm so pleased for how, how well she's done. And Brad Wheel the other night, well, last night, um, getting that kind of match hero award and a wicket with his first ball. So I think, it, you know, we're showing, hopefully showing people that, you know, Scotland is taking cricket seriously and we've got some, some good players and, yeah, no, it's really exciting to see that. And which teams and players from other teams have impressed you the most? I think from Southern Brave, um, you know, Sophia Dunkley um, obviously broke onto the scene with the England earlier this year, doing really well. Um, I think she's done brilliantly um, and she's just, you know, a great player. And yeah, I think she's just going from strength to strength, which is great to see. Um, and such a nice person as well. So that's obviously nice. And yourself, Catherine? Um... <laughs> I mean, you've got the leading bowler in uh, wicket taker in your team in Sammy Joe Johnson, and uh, oh, I was yeah. looking up the second uh, uh, leading bowler is Tash Farrant, who plays for the Oval Invincibles. So. Yeah, Sammy's been amazing. Actually, she's um, just such a great person to kind of have around the group, and and um, just wants to as much as you want to learn from her, is willing to kind of talk to you about about cricket and every single slower bowler. She kind of makes up as she goes along um so yeah she's been brilliant to have around the group and yeah I, I didn't know her massively or hadn't seen her play much cricket before but yeah she's been um absolutely fantastic for us so far well looking ahead you've got both got two games to play uh Catherine you've got to play against the Phoenix and the Originals both of those are home as well yeah I think we're back we're back home now for the last couple of um kind of group group stage games and we've played the Phoenix already um, in the competition so that's the the other derby game I guess um, so we kind of know what to expect from them but it's just making sure that we go in um, and really clear and taking all, what we can and, and just improve on the little things um, from the last game that we played against them and hopefully getting another win and taking that momentum into, into our last game um, of the group stages and then if we win both the games then it's kind of the rest of it is not really in our hands um, to do with and we just just see what happens. Well, your first two home games, you lost them both, so you're hopefully going to get a <laughs> couple of home wins because both, t- both yeah. the two of you have had a sort of different... <laughs> one, one, of you, one of you started well and the other one didn't and now you've sort of come together with three wins, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> we didn't start well and I've uh, been, had three good wins, but you were a bit up and down. Yeah, you lost your first two games, whereas Sarah's team, the Oval Invincibles, won their first two games. And and Sarah, your last two games are against the London Spirit and you're also playing the Southern Braves. So possibly you've got the harder of the two games. Yeah, they're going to be good games. They're going to be tough, um, probably. And, you know, Spirit have a have a really good side. And, but, you know, we've got the advantage of being at home, which hopefully we can make the most of. Um, and obviously Southern Braves have only lost one. Uh, but you know we've got some you know good players in our team. And, you know we'll 
kind of back ourselves and we trained hard and um, hopefully it can go away. Um, but we, yeah, we're just going to have to kind of turn up on the day and, um, you know, if we put in a good performance, then that'll give us the best chance to hopefully come away with two wins and put ourselves into a good position to hopefully qualify. Well, looking at it, if you both win both your games, one of you is going to get into the eliminator, aren't they, at, at worst? Because the Northern Superchargers are also on seven points, so it would come down to run rate if you all won, which you obviously all can because you're not playing against the Northern Superchargers either of you, are you? Yeah, so it depends kind of how they get on in their last couple of games as well. Um, whether they, I'm not sure who, who they've got left to play, um, but yeah. It'll be all, all exciting. It's it's exciting to have um, have it so close together. Um, so we'll see. So whoever plays in the last one of those games, the calculators are going to be out then to see who's got yeah. the uh, the best <laughs> the run rate again. Yeah, yeah. It'll take some of the smart field to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, net run rate can be an absolute nightmare. So I feel like you just have to play and hope for the best. Well, I think the weather's all right for next week, I think, uh, Touchwood. So you should be all right to get the games in, which is the most important. So no one goes goes through with a the rained off game or anything but uh, thank you very much for coming on the paddock and the pavilion um, the best of luck for your remaining two games and um, whilst mum won't be able to see you both in the final hopefully one of you will manage to send your team to the final at Lords on Saturday the 21st of, of August thank you very much for having us no problem best of luck cheers thank you thank you for listening to the paddock and the pavilion Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and now on Instagram at the Pad and Pad. Don't forget, if you like the show, please do leave us a rating and review. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.